my, my favorite bit of the first movie is the um the song when um the when his bride is coming in. Um, she's your bride to be, your vision of perfection, completely free of oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole song. Yeah. And yeah. so at the very end, past the um outtakes, it's um John Legend sitting at his piano singing that. <laughs> he does the whole okay. thing and like and it's yeah, it's like a full on before like serious performance, but he fucking nails it. <laughs> it's like brilliant. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Tonight we're talking about the 1988 classic Coming to America, as well as its recently released sequel, Coming to America, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Shari Headley, and James L. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. we're going to do a double. We're doing a dub. We're doing a dub. Like we did with, um... oh, that was a trip. Wouldn't it? Yeah, with um, uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. So there's a yeah they they finally they've made a, a long gestating um sequel to Coming to America. Mm. Has now been released. It came out last week on um, Amazon Prime. Um, I believe it was originally owned by Paramount, and Amazon bought it up, and it became an Amazon thing. Um, in like oh, okay. pandemic. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's obviously a sequel to the the cult um classic uh Eddie Murphy comedy mm. movie. So it was worth going back and revisiting that. Well, I say revisit. I had never seen Coming to America until this week. Uh, uh, so yeah. I watched both of them back to back pretty much, um, which was an experience. Um, yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's quite jarring. Because uh, we've <laughs> come from two very, very different positions on this. Yeah. So when did you first watch the original Coming to America then? Uh, I don't know. I was probably. Maybe 10, 12. Right, okay. So it's quite young, but yeah. it was um yeah, so it would have been like mid nineties. So it still would have been, you know, it wouldn't be a fresh film by any shout, but it wouldn't have been that old. Yeah. Okay. But it's just one of those films that I sort of used to watch a lot of my brothers were watching it because they were a little bit older. Older and a yeah. bit older, and they were sort of getting into that sort of like my film education was bizarre because yeah. Yeah, I watched a lot of things I definitely, definitely shouldn't have when I was a kid. But um, but yeah, so it's uh yeah, my experience is very mixed. I watched yeah. it when I was a kid and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, had a lot of fun. But then yeah. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the other one yet? Or are Not we going yet. to wait? No, let's let's talk about the first one first, just quickly. Um, cool. But yeah, I so yeah, I completely missed it. Um, and I think it's interesting, like so you say you watched it in the mid nineties. Because I think part of the thing with me is that Eddie Murphy for me was like because I was that you know, different time periods or whatever, to me, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy was like the family friendly Eddie Murphy for a long time. So I, I saw uh, Okay. Yeah, because I would have seen him in the la- you know, later nineties when I was a kid and he was doing things like Nutty Professor, maybe, but then also, you know, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Doolittle. Um, Shrek. And, and then Shrek. Yeah, those are the things I knew him from. And then I yeah. remember when I was a teenager at some point, I ended up watching uh, Raw, the stand-up special. Yeah, okay, yeah, And that's yeah, when yeah. I realised, oh, so this is what Eddie Murphy is. Oh. Yeah. And that suddenly it all clicked. 
Yeah. Um, and I still like I still have never seen uh, the Beverly Hills Cop films. Um, like there are there's massive right, that's, gaps in. Yeah. That's definitely something that we should have. Yeah, I know. I will definitely do it. Um, but it means that yeah, a lot of his his back catalogue in terms of his eighties movies, I a lot of them I haven't seen. Um, but my exposure to him of, of you know Eddie Murphy of the eighties, if you like, was raw. That was my expect expectation. So because of that, I think. I had in my head what I thought coming to America was. Okay, I yeah, thought yeah. coming to America was much more of a satire. I thought it was like, yeah, he. I know that like the central premise is that there's a African. He's an African prince. I've seen like the images of him and Arsenio Hall dressed up in their African stuff, and they're in America. And it's like, right, well, it's obviously going to be some sort of, you know, uh, a satire about race relations in America in the eighties from an outsider's perspective and they don't understand why black men are treated the way they are there or whatever, or some sort of scathing, you know, you know, Eddie Murphy raw. Yeah. Um, but it's not that it's actually just a, like a sweet little rom-com. That's, that's all the first coming to America really is. Coming like, to America is like a, like a, is a black fairy tale. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's quite, like a, it's a, it's an African fairy tale about a guy who has, come to america to find to you know he's come to this magical land and he doesn't really understand it it's it's quite similar into like like ella enchanted and stuff like that it's like the modern day disney ones except for this one's got tits and calling people dumb fuck yeah that i think that's the weird thing is that they they, they do swear in it and it's like it's not even quite r-rated you know but like is that fuck mm. you too and like that again i think i've seen that clip and again that gave me a false perception of what the film was because those are very rare exceptions you know yeah. bad, like everything else is just like and like towards the back end it just turns into like a shakespearean sort of comedy of errors where it's just people like running around going oh no i thought you were the prince no i'm the real prince and it's like, and like the, 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 the <laughs> mcdowell's dad like going to the door and slamming it in people's faces and you know yeah. mistaken identities and all this sort of stuff it's just like Oh, okay. As it's not to say it's bad. It's just so not what I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's almost exactly what I was going to sort of say to you was that where did this come in and where did this go out in like your sort of knowledge of these things? Yeah. Because it's not exactly like going back and rewatching this after sort of you know I've seen it a bunch of times, but then you go back and watch it and like when i'm my age and i'm like huh yeah i remember this being very different yeah and i think what i'm remembering is i'm remembering beverly hills got two i'm remembering right. this i'm remembering like all these different things that eddie murphy did in the 80s have sort of hybridized almost right okay and all kind of blended into one like he doesn't do like the eddie murphy laugh that yeah. you do like what I call the Eddie Murphy laugh, but it's actually the Axel Foley laugh. Yeah. And then, but he does do other things and you're like, oh, okay. Like it's a bit confusing to go back, but at the same time, it's quite refreshing. Mm. Yeah. I because you're I... like, this is just quite actually a nice film. Like it's about defying like the traditions to try something different and to, you know, get away from an arranged marriage and. Yeah. And just like, but like, yeah, the way they set it up at the beginning, he he comes across as a sincere, like, and he's he's quite, you know, he's very well read, and he's and he's um sort of like very articulate, and he's just a he's a good nice character, and it's like okay, mm. again for me, like it's 
not something I've really seen. Like usually he's a lot more, even in the uh, family films, you know, things like, um, you know, Dr. Doolittle, they, they play up the manic, you know, crazy Eddie Murphy side of things sometimes to try and get, you know, to get a laugh. Whereas mm. this is like seeing him in his prime and his, you know, when he's young, but being this, yeah, like a young, like he's T'Challa. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the other thing is that yeah. I'm watching this in a post Black Panther world. And I can't help but make comparisons to, to Wakanda and Black Panther. <laughs> like, because, you know, is it is an African nation that is like isolated from the rest of the world. They live in a palace. He's got a relationship with his father, the king, played by James L. Jones, who's brilliant. Um, yeah. And he's struggling with what, you know, taking up the mantle of being a, a, a prince. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, it's, it's Black Panther. They're doing Black Panther with Eddie Murphy. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's yeah, like it's that I didn't really pick up on that too much. No, there are a couple of bits when I was like, ah, but then I'd never really sort of bridged the connection to the influence, even when watching Black Panther. I think it's, I don't know, it kind of, I was very, yeah, it's very coming to America fell out of my frame of reference, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only like in, the, in the, on the very surface level. Like once you look past any mm. of the you know, the trappings of it, it's just. Um, but that, yeah, um, and also the fact that like uh, Zembunda is it Zembunda. Zamunda. Zamunda. Sorry, Zamunda does seem to be a a palace. Yeah, and then just a bunch of planes around. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like all that, I think that's the thing with me from just talking about the first one. Um, all the stuff in Zamunda at the beginning I really liked. And then when it got to America, it got like just a bit by the numbers, I guess. Um, and it's just yeah, it just turned into a pretty standard rom-com. And like they had all these scenes with between him and Lisa, and they were nice, they're well written, they were well acted. But yeah, I think the, the funniest stuff and the, the most uh, interesting stuff was happening at the very beginning of the movie in Zamunda. Um, and yeah, like I said, my, my favorite thing that properly made me laugh was the um, the song as he's being introduced to his wife to be. <laughs> and the guy just breaks out in this falsetto and she's, a, she's completely free of infection um, for you to use at your own discretion. And all, all these oh, just amazing yeah. lyrics. Um, and then, yeah, then we have the conversation between him and the wife. And he's like, what's your, what's your favorite food? Whatever is your favorite food. <laughs> bark like a yeah. dog and then yeah when he looks at dead in dead in the camera like hop on one leg and he just looks dead down the camera like the fuck like that i want more of that um yeah but then once they got to the states they kind of dropped all that and it became very it just became a bit of a showcase for eddie murphy and arsenio Hall to dress up yeah and it is a bit uh it's quite fairly silly now yeah. But I think, but you got to remember, like it was very different back. Like there, there weren't so many of these sort of like fish out of water things yeah. in this. But I think having, like, remembering it with nostalgia and looking back on it, and then going in fresh, yeah, going in fresh, it's just a very standard by the by, paint by numbers film. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems different to me because it's like when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's like a really nice film. It's like this fairy tale and everything else. And it sort of defies the expectation that you would expect from an Eddie Hall, Eddie Hall, 
Eddie Murphy. He's the big lifting man. Film at the time. Yeah, he is. Um, former world's strongest man. But um, <laughs> yeah, and so that's that's what sort of struck me by. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, this is quite, and it's yeah, and it's good, and I get it, and I can understand why it's sort of become a classic. Um, I get, I, I get it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I just it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, and like I say, and I think we need to, we can only now really talk about it in the context of the sequel. So, yeah, they made a sequel, and uh, why, why that's part of the main thing for me is that I'm like, it's not even why they make a sequel, it's just that even within what's what the the elements that are at play in that in the second one that yeah. i think they chose the least interesting thing to they could possibly do is like they, they you could have told a story about him becoming the king and what that means and then having the daughters and what that means or dealing with you know um the the conversation between you know against tradition versus traditionalists within his own country which is even yeah. something that comes up. Even though, yeah, again, it reminded me a bit Black, of Black Panther, where you had Mbaktu taking the piss now, and um, I'm going to go at Shuri because she was scoffing at tradition. Whereas, yeah, and that's very important. So can you imagine there being like dissenters within the ranks of Zamunda who are saying, "No, you can't possibly just make your daughter the queen. That's not how we do things." And like, and him having to deal with that because the premise of the of this new one is that he's had a bunch of daughters, and now he doesn't have a male heir to the throne. Yeah. So then they have to go out. They find that he had a bastard son back from the first movie and that he then has to become the new heir. And it's just like the whole premise is just flawed from the beginning. It's just like, but why though? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like none of it, there's so much that they could have done with it that it just felt lazy. It it felt lazy. It felt cheap. It felt wasteful. It felt... It wasn't funny. No, like, it just, it's it, supposed to be a comedy. And the first one's like, you laugh at things and you're like, oh, he's cool because like he's a badass. And you know, there's the there's the scene like the the ridiculousness is what you're making fun of. Yeah. And when you're doing stuff like but you're making fun of like ridiculous excesses within monarchy, and you're like, yeah. right, this this guy's a kid, uh, well, a prince, and he has to complain to his dad that there are people that put rose petals in front of him everywhere he walks. Yeah, and he's like, I don't like that. And you, and then his dad's like, Okay, anyone that ever does that has to me to answer to. Yeah, well, and you're like, like, just for once, I would like to wipe my own ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, is it a, is it about sex? Because do your bathing girls do you not have I, sex with your bathing girls? I always because I do you had sex with your bathers. I know I do. <laughs> like, yeah, I, you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. dad's a his dad's a bad guy. No, his dad's like, Mufasa. He's great. Yeah, like he's also fucking um, Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah, he's still a, when, still a bad guy. Like, yeah, I know. still, and then they're like, I don't know, like the, the some of the frailties of the first one are are exaggerated in this. Yeah, and then it just comes in. It's just this really empty, and they're like, oh, what could we do to make a se- sequel? <sighs> Bastard son. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, can we make a retcon in there? Yeah. Could we not do something different? Could we not have that there wasn't a bastard son? Yeah. Could we have someone come over, someone come from America, 
that wasn't like this shoehorned plot that's around. I don't know, like, are we are we going to address the fact that he was date raped? Yeah. For lack of a better term. No, because it's, it's funny because like, it's Leslie Jones. It's funny because it's Leslie Jones and because it's a man. Yeah. They're like, oh, I was drugged and then assaulted. And he's like, oh, I was hallucinating this. And you're like, that's not okay that's yeah. not that's not especially, funny especially especially given what he was like as a character back then as well because like you know he was quite a sweet naive guy yeah and like he was trying to like go right you know the way because they make a good that's the thing that's missing from this one as well is that the in the first one they make a lot of they actually spend a bit of time with his like courtship of lisa if you like yeah and they have multiple dates and he wants to do it right and he wants to like be respectful of her and do it all the right way and it's like yeah he's quite a, even though yeah he probably has been having sex with his bathers and stuff he's like a sweet bloke who's like no i want i want you know his mission isn't is to go there and find a woman that it was he says something like i want a woman who will stimulate my intellect as well as my loins yeah <laughs> and stuff like that so he's like yeah he's quite a respectful of women whereas so for him to then be date raped it's just like no that's not that's a nasty thing to no. do it's like it's like forrest gump i've you know say what you will jenny raped him yeah <laughs> like the, the 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 issue of consent there is like questionable and you're like right well if you know but this is clearly this is clearly he was he was drugged yeah, and then that happened, and you're like, "Well, I'm not laughing at that." No. And then there's so much of it afterwards. You're like, "This isn't funny." No, like that's the saddest thing about it. Like every once in a while, you you know there there are films that make these like off color like bad taste jokes, and you can move beyond them if they've got a stronger message or they make or if they make a point of that fact. But they don't. They never make a point of that fact. They just lean into it. They keep yeah. leaning into it. And then they're like, and then it's supposed to be that, and they make a joke. They're like, oh, it's not like I didn't sleep with other people. And he's like, oh, what? And you're like, well, okay, now, now you're a bad person. But just, yeah, there's so much. Like, nobody just... in this is coming out clean apart from the uh, his daughters. son, the, the daughters and his son. Yeah. And you know, but they're so thinly written. Yeah, like just like because they'd like save some more time for Eddie and Arsenio. Yeah, I just but don't understand. Like, the... Arsenio's not funny in this. <laughs> Eddie's not funny in this. And you just like, well, fuck's the point then? Why, why even make it? Like, is it <laughs> destined to um, um, curse with a son who couldn't have any, have any sons? What's the point? What's even the point? Yeah. <laughs> leave it, oh, leave yeah. It, and, leave oh. it on that midnight train to Zabunda. Um, Again, that's, Monday, yeah. that's the funniest bit. Again, is the is the funeral that James Earl Jones insists on having whilst he's still alive, <laughs> yeah. which is officiated by <laughs> by uh, Morgan Freeman and introduces yeah. Salt and Pepper and and it's like yeah, that's cool. That that bit's quite funny, but that's that's one of the only highlights. And then it's, just, then it's like back to the bar. And it's like it's all just member berries. The whole thing is just hey, remember the guys at the barbershop? They're back. Hey, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember, remember the, Arsenio remember and Reverend? Eddie Hall? Yep, played old guys, and Eddie played a bunch that. of different people. Hey, have like, you yeah, seen cool. Tracy Morgan in something before? Yep, he's here. He's doing he's in it. He, he's just being Tracy Morgan. Okay, what about Leslie Jones? Jeez, Leslie Jones. Okay. Yep. 
Fine. And just, but like I think the thing that wound me up about it is like there were some they him and his family, like his wife, who again is played by the same actress from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And also, and then now they have the daughters. They're just completely shoved to the side, and they have some like conversations, but not until like the very end of the film, like the last act. Like she, <laughs> yeah. like they find she finally has it out with him and says, "You know, you've shoved your daughter to one side in favor of this bastard son." But that's not until after she's got pissed at like the engagement party, and it's like this is ninety minutes into the movie. Why are you now having this conversation with him? Yeah, what, the actual. And it's, but, why and it's is like, it? It's... It it betrays the whole point of the first movie because like. The point of the first movie is that he goes to America to find a wife because he wants to find a woman. Like it seems like um, in you know at home women are very much second class citizens. Like mm. they are, she was bred to like the, his arranged marriage in the first one was just she was bred to be his wife from day dot, and she doesn't have any of her own personality or any of her own you know anything to bring. So he goes to America and he falls in love with Lisa immediately when he sees her get up at the um, what was it black community event. And she's like a businesswoman, you know, intelligent, educated businesswoman who's like, and that's what he falls in love with. And then the rest of the movie is them having, and they do it slowly over the course of a few conversations between the two of them. They have like him saving her at the, um, in the, the shootout scene or the, the hold up scene with Samuel Jackson. Then he, you know, and then she goes, well, you know, you, you don't, people are quoting Nietzsche and stuff like this. And it's like, right, I get that. What, what has made him fall in love with her is the Americanness of her, if you like. It's the fact that she is a businesswoman. Like at one point, her boyfriend in the first movie is like, "Well, why don't you quit your job?" And she's like, "Because I like it. Because yeah. I want to do something." He goes, "Yeah, but you can be my lady. You can just be a, a waited on woman." She goes, "No, I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, contribute to the, my father's business." Um, and she sat there like doing the books and like doing the accounting and the, in the, yeah. at the back. And it's like right, and that's what Eddie Murphy's character finds attractive about her. Yeah. It's like, right, so what happened then? In the last 30 years that you two have been married, has she not brought any of that to the marriage and just let all the Zamundan tradition take over? And now is quite happy for the three daughters to be pushed to one side and you have this guy come in. Well, obviously exactly. not, but they're not going to bring it up until 90 minutes into the movie. So I'll fuck yeah. sake. <laughs> right. it's it's a It's a sequel that relies on the fact that you have to... You have to go, right, this is the character I was rooting for before. Yeah, they're a total prick now. Yeah. Why? Like, even uh, they, like... are. they are. That's just the way it is. It's, yeah. That's how it happens. That's that's what happens to these things. Right, but, yeah, but what, what's caused this to happen? Is there yeah, something else? Exactly is it like, like continuous they... subjugation of his people? Was there, I don't know, Nextoria, <laughs> a country Doria. called Nextoria, <laughs> have invaded and they've taken over? And they're trying to teach them a message. No, yeah, like they're not. They're just, they're just making a joke about them. Yeah, like there's something to be said for like, because they may, again, in that same conversation, she goes, you were meant to be the one who was going to change things. You were going to be the one. You know, that was the whole point of the first movie was you pushing against tradition. And now this movie is all about you trying to uphold tradition. So what's happened in the meantime? And there is something to be said for, you know, as you get older, tradition, you know, you know things like, tradition and um ceremony and all these kind of things become more important to you and you're not the not the young sort of renegade that you were when you were younger and that would have been an interesting conversation to have and he goes mm-hmm. but it's barely spoken about it's it just brought up once and he sort of realizes the error of his ways and, and sorts it out right at the very end i'm like how did you get to this point though that's 
is it because you've been your father's been around all this time um and has been sort of making you've started to go that way what is it about aging that that makes that happen to people and that's interesting conversation doesn't happen yeah um and i just yeah i just can't believe that lisa from the first movie would allow her daughters to you know they must have had the conversation about all right well we've had three kids now and they've all turned out to be women so what are we going to do about the succession um right well we're gonna have to change the rules and have it so that we can have a queen okay but apparently no they haven't had that conversation until now until this movie starts Mm. (laughs) despite the fact that the eldest daughter is like 17 or 21 or whatever she's meant to be like yeah yeah it's silly and it's just stupid and it doesn't do yeah it's just not fun no and then it's just like this this stuff that happens in there you go okay and then there's like the coming of age scene almost with a lion which i won't spoil yeah but you're like oh that would be that's cool because they're like hey let's show some teamwork let's show some lateral thinking let's show some interesting things again why the hell is the daughter helping him (laughs) also what a why is the daughter helping him because this is like a bonding exercise where she doesn't want him to succeed and then she's still not friends with him afterwards yeah why would she be? Like, it doesn't make any. It's like it's a betrayal of her as a character who got completely done over in the whole film. It's like you should have made a whole film about her, like being the first Muslim mm. print, uh, you know, queen, and then okay, yeah, do a gender swap type things, like her going out to find her prince. Yeah, and and like all the you know traditionalists balking at it, and Eddie Murphy having to defend her and and do that. And it's like. And then that's another one where I realised right at the very back end, he has that conversation with her where he says, you will be the first queen. And I realised that is the first conversation that those two characters have had on screen together. (laughs) That like, there's been where they've all been in a group scene together, but he has not actually had a conversation with his daughter throughout this entire movie. He's the legitimate daughter that he's raised, but he's had plenty of conversations with this kid from Queens. I'm like, this is fucked. Like, this is just just such a wrong way of doing it like why have you done this it's fucking nonsense yeah it? it's such a shame because yeah there was there was so much scope to do something interesting um and yeah. still like you don't have to like you can make it interesting and also fun at the same time you don't have it doesn't have to be preachy or you know or woke oh. or anything like that you can still have fun but like you know, there were moments where it was like, again, thinking of Black Panther, like she was kind of, she was like a Koye kicking ass with the fucking spears and stuff. I'm like, why are you yeah. like at the back end where she's like kicking Wesley Snipes and all these mates' ass? I'm like, where the fuck have you been for the last 90 minutes? Why have I been watching mm. this fucking prick from Queens? I don't give a shit about him. Like, and him yeah. falling, falling in love with his hairdresser because she wants to start a business. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's the opposite. You're trying to tell the opposite story of, you know, American comes to, um, Zamunda and falls in love with the Zamundan. Whereas in the first one, it was Zamundan goes to America, falls in love with the American. But the thing with mm. the first one is what, like, as I said before, what he loved about her was the fact that she was American and independent woman, which is something he hadn't experienced in his life. And so that's what yeah. he fell in love with. If they'd done something, yeah. done the opposite way around and had it be there's something about her being Zamundan, whether you know she's very a very spiritual person, is like very non non-materialistic, but completely different from all the girls that this kid has grown up with in Queens, then that would have been saying something. But no, she's just I've I have an ambition to start a business and I can't do that in Mazunda. I'm like, okay, so yeah. you've never met any woman in your life in Queens in the last 30 years who had any ambition to her. Yeah. 
Is that what you're saying? So in the space of a week that you're in here, you're willing, to, and he's like, and he's professing his undying love for her, and saying, "I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person." But I'm they've like, they've met each other three times yeah. at this point. Like, yeah, I get that there's certain things in there. I get, but they're so. But there's nothing you need. Like, like you the, need the fact that he's like he's come there and he's seen this world of excess and he's realised that what he does that he doesn't want that. He actually wants to do something for love. Yeah. If if they'd have had that at home, like there was a girl who he liked. The I don't know. Like we can find something that's like societally different now, and that she's, I don't know, like doing something different, and then. It's just not relying on the same shtick. Yeah. And you're like, there's nothing really novel or fun or good to it. No. And it feels, it feels partly, it feels very safe because they're like, right, well, we don't want to do this and we don't want to do that. But then they keep making fun of things that, I don't know. It's just, yeah, there's so little to it. There's no tangibility. There's no essence. There's no, there's no soul to it. Like there was in the original one. Like there, no. there was the spirit of the original one was like this, this fairy tale that was set in New York of somebody coming over and having this ideological view of America and being able to, what if this person came in and had all the excess that he wanted, but what he actually wants was this. Yeah. And he found a woman that was independent, was different from everything else. And then what do you do in the sequel? He's forgotten all of that. He doesn't care. Now, we don't know what else he's doing. We just know that he doesn't care. Yeah, well... You know, it's not like he's a workaholic. He's not like, I don't know, international government relations or trade something or something that's going to take up all of his time where he's like both diplomatic role and a working role. There's nothing like that. There's nothing that's taking up the time. He's just rich back home is now wanker. Yeah. There's no development above that. He's got three daughters who apparently, as you say, doesn't talk to. No, he, he fights with them. And we have, there's a fight scene at the beginning with the, with the sticks. Yeah. But that's like the only interaction they have. They don't have any conversations. It's just like, mm. and he's like, oh, he's, he's been down to all three of them once. But cool. even, and even then that, nothing like, else. You could, Again, you could have told a story of him, like, you know, realizing that and say, Oh my God, I've become my father. Well, mm. yeah, because there was the whole scene in, in the first one where it's like he's, he's, he's kind of coming down here to talk to us. Oh my God. <laughs> and because, like, they're at opposite ends of the table and have to use a phone to talk to one another at breakfast because they're so far apart from one another. It's like, Yeah, I've become that distant, regal father and don't have a proper relationship with my kids. And yeah. then trying to rebuild that. Again, that's an interesting story. Didn't do that. It's like fucking no. what just do there's so many different things you could have done that would have been better than what you did. Like Yeah. Why? Ugh. And then like everybody's and they keep making these points where they're like, Oh, you know, you gotta be a woman and a woman can do this and a woman can do that. But all the women and characters are really flatly written. Yeah. They're either what they're only one dimensional characters. So they're daughters or fighty daughter or yeah. angry wife or drunk mum. Or yeah. what I mean, it's like there's nothing, there's no depth to any of the female characters in this. There's no depth to any of the characters whatsoever, really. I mean, his son, who I've forgotten his name, uh, is the the something. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, but hang on, let me find out. Um, 
Lavelle. That's it. Yeah. That's it, Lavelle. Lavelle. Yeah, so Lavelle's got a bit of depth. But only in so much as you start to show him getting a bit of character at the start. And then he's like, money? Ooh. And then yeah. off, to, off to Africa he goes. And then he's there and he's like, maybe money isn't the answer. Maybe it's love. You know, you're not doing the same thing now. The, the stuff you could have done now is to cut through the cynicism, cut through all the bullshit that we've got in there now. Don't just sprinkle it in and try and have some sort of intelligent conversation with it and then chew it up and spit it out. Finish what you're doing with it. Or don't do it at all. Yeah. And then like, he could have been so yeah, it's so easy to just go, you know, he comes to America, he comes to well, he comes to Zamunda, and suddenly women are all throwing themselves at him. And it's like, well, just because I'm a prince now. Yeah. But back home, I've got a girl who loves me when I was poor. Exactly. And I was like hustling on the streets trying to make money by you know, selling um, you know, scalping tickets. And she loved me yeah. then. Whereas now, like all these people, like all, all the, like say you had like a line of all these suitors who were trying to like look at all these women that, that you're coming at you, and look at all these yeah all this rich shit that you're being given. And he then comes to the realization that that's not you know he, this is what I thought I wanted because like American culture has, has taught me that the pursuit of money is is the be all and end all. But now I have it all. I realise that that's not what's important, and that's actually yeah, yeah. That again, that's an interesting story. Let's not do that. No. What we're so, going to do is kind like, of a little bit of that, like kind spit, of a little bit of that. Like spitballing, you, you and I have come up with like three or four different versions of this movie that are better than what we, we ended up getting mm. in on this podcast at fucking half an hour night. <laughs> and that's the exactly, and that's the thing that frustrates me is that it deserves so much better, and what yeah. it got was just. Was just lazy. I think it's it's think just it, lazy. It relied on it relied on the fact that it's this cult classic, and it's gone. Remember that thing? Like you say, it's the member remember? berries. Remember, like even to the you're point like, where, hey, like, you remember you know, this thing? Somebody comes uh, in and says, "Defend yourself. You sweat from a baboon's balls." Uh, that's the thing he said in the first one. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, and are then, we gonna f- ignore the fact that Wesley Snipes tried to kidnap your daughter and invade your country? Are you all friends now again? Okay, all right. Yeah, just hanging out in the same room for some reason. Like, why not have yeah, Wesley Snipes in this film? But Wesley Snipes in this film is just a cackling idiot. Yeah. At no point. And he keeps saying stuff like, oh, we're going to go to war. We're going to invade your thing. You're like, you've never demonstrated anything like that. No. You just look, you're just a flashy moron. Yeah. Like they have like, one. That's the thing. Like, they have one scene where, like, they show his, like, his camp where everyone's training and they're all like using like there's two guys like using the shake weights both at the same time and like go on children go and play with your kalashnikovs and grenades and all the rest of it and it's like okay yeah don't touch the sarin yeah um but it's like at least from that like scene it looked like well he has got a lot of heavily armed people so maybe there is something to this but then when it comes to them actually fulfilling that threat it's just like him and four guys in a room and they get beaten up by some girls and then that's it that's the invasion over and that was like that was the whole premise of this whole thing. The whole reason why any of this happened is because he was worried of the threat of invasion because he didn't have a, a male heir. And then it was over in about five minutes, and was like, right, well, clearly you got you didn't have the budget to do like a full on action sequence where like they get invaded by Nextoria. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just it, everything about it. It all falls apart. It's just it's a you know it's a paper tiger. Yeah. Yeah, it's bollocks. Don't watch it. 
Go and watch the original and go, oh, that was nice. Yeah. And then ignore the fact that there's a sequel. But like the other thing that they do that I hate is they call it out as well, don't they? They lampshade it. Oh, like, for fuck's sake. It's like, really, why do that? Why the fuck do you do that? Honestly. So, it's, yeah, it's fucking, they do. Um... You have to be so certain if you're going to hang a lampshade on something like that. Yeah. And you're going to really, really highlight this point that you're making, this joke. You have to be, to be absolutely, yeah, yeah, bulletproof that you're going to be fucking brilliant and you're going to upend that. Yeah, and and the other example that I can think of on top of my head is there was the I think it was in one of the X Men films. Mm. I think it was in Apocalypse, and it's like Jean Grey and all the way they're walking out of the cinema having watched Return oh, of the yeah. Jedi, and they talk about yeah. how they go, oh no, it's nowhere near as good as Empire, but we can always all agree that the third one's always the worst. So like, oh for fuck's sake, as they're in what is now the second attempt at a fucking X Men movie with Jean Grey, that it's like. Like yeah, this, yeah. This, this is our third movie. Get it? This is our third movie, and yeah, it is the worst. Well done. Yeah, it's why why call attention to it? And then they do it again in this. You just they go, oh, American cinema is the best. And he goes, no, all we've got is superhero shit and sequels to old movies that no one asked for. And she goes, yeah, you know why why even do it? Like if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it or just don't ruin it. They say in unison together, and then mm-hmm. I'm sat there going. You've got some fucking nerve to do that after them. <laughs> You've got some fucking balls. I'll give you that. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly my point. And I was just like, oh, fine. Like at that point, I was like, you're just not even fucking trying. Yeah. You're writing a joke, but you're not. You've made no effort to try and be funny at that point, just making a statement because you think it would be good to put in there. Yeah. Or, or it's a protest and Eddie Murphy was, when he wrote that line, he was in protest for something. I don't know. No, because it feels like, it's not like the, the studio forced him to do it. It's not like he was like, no. he didn't, he like this is literally one of those, it was a like passion project that he wanted to do and willed into existence. Do you know what I mean? So mm. he's yeah, it's his own fucking fault. I don't know. I, the thing that's missing, I guess, is is there's John Landis directed the first movie. Yeah, and that's what's that's where it loses its heart. I think as much as Eddie and and Arsenio can be great on screen, without having someone like John Landis directing, that's where it kind of falls apart. Um, and it ends up being this quite you know self indulgent. Um, and I'm sure that I mean there'll be fans of. The first one who will probably enjoy this just because it's nostalgic and it's a throwback and it's yeah hmm. um which is can funny. i be really really honest yeah. i um so i very rarely watch other film reviews because what i don't want to do is have them yeah no i'm the same influence what i've got to say but today i was like because i was i watched this and i was like this film's really bad mm. am i wrong like, am I? I know. Am, am I wrong in thinking that this film is like really shit? And then I went through and like, it's got really mixed bag. Yeah, I think this. Like I say, there are some people where it's, it is a fat a film made for the fans. It reminds me of like I think like Kevin Smith. I uh, talk about it saying that it's like his um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. It's like for most people, it'll be it'll be complete shit. But for fans mm. of that universe and his stuff it's made for them um and it's got all the stuff they want to see in, in it and so it means that 
you know, generally speaking, critics are just not going to get along with it. And general audiences are not going to get along with it. But it's undeniable that there is this big sort of cult following for it. Yeah. Um, and like, and you, even just by looking at the, the people they get involved in the, the, you know, the little scenes, like you get, you know, um, the Morgan Freeman cameo, yeah, Trevor Noah turns up in it. Um, and like, yeah, like I said, the thing I was talking to you about before with them, the, they did like a sexual chocolate, um, like, uh, VH1 documentary. documentary style thing and that had a bunch of famous people in it as well and it's just like clearly this is a beloved film for a lot of people and and you know you know not burying the lead a lot of African American people yeah. and it means something to them that it doesn't mean to us and there's only so we can't really talk about that we don't know like, yeah you know, because we are at the end of the day we're two white guys in in England I I, I don't know yeah so it's not there's an element of it being well it's not for us really there's an element of that mm. Mm. but at the same time it doesn't stop it being like I say they could have done a lot better i think that they could have just yeah something... there's so much more that they could and should have done with this rather yeah. than what felt like the bare minimum of retreading the same jokes and just going hey remember remember that one you like that joke didn't you Yeah, I mean it's you know it's reboot culture. It's you know you know the same, but you know I could see the same accusations being leveled at this as say I don't know the Force Awakens is retreading yeah. the same plot and the same that story. Just to, oh you like that, don't you? You fucking nerd. It's, it's the yeah. Same, I mean to a to a degree. Uh, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, by to no an extent, like the Force Awakens, like introduced like new levels of mythology. It yeah, it changed up the status quo from something that happened in the past. It didn't just just suddenly start shouting all that stuff and just being like everything's different now yeah. you know why is it oh well yeah we've explained it we've said it's different with this and different with that different with this and different with that like they've explained it they've shown it to be different they've i don't know like force awakens had some effort yeah this didn't just felt lazy the best example but it's just yeah it's yeah. Just something that you know accusations of pandering to fans and just and just doing member berries um are mm. things that you can you can level those accusations at both terminated genesis genesis gen genesis 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 i don't know but anyway anyway um yeah so disappointing yeah. to say the least um like i say i i wasn't Having watched both of them in the same week, it wasn't like I was falling from a great height. Um, but I appreciate that <laughs> it makes me appreciate the um, the first one more. Definitely, having watched the second one, I yeah. realised that you know the first one, although it was completely just not what I except, expected, having watched it and then sort of I stuck it on again earlier. Um, I appreciate like yeah, it's 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 actually pretty you know good, pretty nice. It just isn't. What mm. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a lot. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a lot more edge to it. I was expecting Eddie raw Eddie Murphy, not <laughs> yeah, nice, um, sweet Eddie Murphy. That was just was not what I was expecting. Um, but it's a shame that he just doesn't seem to be playing that same character in the, in the sequel almost at all. No. He's just a completely different bloke um, and a bit of a dick. It's like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, never mind. Exactly. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, right, let's move on to other things that are also new. Yes, so we're hopefully um, better. Yeah, so we're um we're stacking, we're starting to get a bit of a, a backlog of things to, to watch now. So there, we also last <laughs> yeah. week at the it's just typical, isn't it? Nothing comes out and then everything comes out. Um, so last week, um, 
on the same day as Coming to America, there was also uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, um, which is a Disney film, um, which is now they've, they've released it on Disney Plus using the same model that they did for Mulan. Um, so yeah. it's a premiere access, um, which is worth it, I think, if, you, you know, if you've got uh, a, a decent amount of people in your household, basically, because um, I think it's like 20 quid to rent it, uh, which is like, yeah, that's what you pay at the cinema, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. less, less so if you live on your own. Um, but that's by the by. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it looks really cool. Um, Ke- Kelly Marie That feels Tran. suspiciously specific, Dom. Huh? What? That feels suspiciously specific. I don't know. No one knows my fucking lifestyle. You don't know me. Um, <laughs> We've never know, even met in real life. You know, it feels like that at the moment, doesn't it? Fuck me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... That is the next one that we're definitely going to try and watch. Um, it looks really cool. It's like, yeah, it's sort of um, Southeast Asian, you know, dragons and, and um, fairy tale type thing um, in the, that Disney style. From the, it's like the style of like Moana and uh, Frozen. It's, it's that yeah. sort of element of um, new Disney. If you like. Neo Disney. Neo Disney. Yeah, it's not Pixar, but it's not Disney either. It's somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which is cool. So we'll do that definitely. And then what's been released today is um, Cherry on uh, Apple TV, which is um, completely the opposite direction of uh, Raya. It's like a hard, like, movie about PTSD. um, It's about PTSD and the opioid epidemic in America as well. Yeah, so it's starring Tom Holland playing this, yeah, this opioid-addicted veteran, essentially, which is a weird thing to think of. But, yeah, it's someone who comes back from... Afghanistan having signed up when he was 20 years old um, and then yeah addicted to opioids all hell breaks loose I think it's directed by the Russo brothers or at least produced by them um, and yeah that's on Apple TV so that'll be an interesting watch so at some point we'll do both of those yeah um, and get them out in the next week or so I guess yeah there's got, we got quite a few new things there was another one that I saw that was coming out oh well there's um, Judas and the Black Messiah is now available in the yeah. UK so we can do that um, what else? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The first episode drops next week, but we'll do the same yeah. thing we did for um, One Division. For that, we'll wait until they're all out. Um, but that's only six episodes. So that won't be as long. Um, no, yeah, that's going to be shorter. But yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the thing. I know what the thing is. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Well, um, you know. I know exactly yeah. what the thing is. Do you want? Do, yeah, it's the, <sighs> Snyder, it's the Snyder cut. Everyone, it's We're the Snyder about, cut. It's the Snyder cut. Okay, Snyder cut's coming out next week. We'll do an episode on it, and then we never ever talk about it again. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, look, it's again in terms of being its availability in the UK. My understanding is that it's um, Sky and now TV. You've got a deal for it. Um, okay. So if you've got Sky Movies, you can watch it, um, or you know, do a, a month free pass on Now TV or whatever. Um, do it that way. Um, so there are fairly easy, legitimate ways of watching that um, if you were so inclined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, well, we'll get we'll get onto that, but let's do the others first. We'll, we'll save that for the very very last. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I've also and make some- sure I've got an episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier to watch after I've spent the entire weekend non-stop with bvs on because it's three days why why don't yeah don't be three days long four hours but it's, it's broken up into episodes you don't have to watch it all in one hit yeah. 
just want to get it done. Okay, all right. Um, right. I might have might soften once I've seen it. I might yeah, hate I it even more. Yeah, just roll the dice and see. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Um, I think yeah, like my, my yeah, you know, we've talked about it and nauseum. <laughs> my feelings is just it can't possibly be worse than what we got. Um, so mm. on that basis. Um, and that's becoming more and more apparent as I sort of people starting to pick apart that what they call the Justice League more and more now as as it's getting closer to um, the new one coming out and you just you get nightmares and flashbacks just a thing you know just Henry Cavill's lip you could park a fucking plane on and just shit like that I'm just like I can't I don't <laughs> fuck me I just yeah just you know and just that on its own will be enough just just um, so yeah we'll see what happens but. Um, Yeah, we'll come back to that. I mean, we've got some logistical challenges. I'm up and down, back and forth all over the country next week. Um, so we'll see when and where we can squeeze in these. Legally. Uh, legally, yes. Legally, we might add. Yeah, legally. It's for a, <laughs> for a very completely legitimate business reason. Um, but yeah. it does mean that I'm, yeah. Um, we'll have to figure out when we're going to record. But we'll get it done. We'll get them done. We're, um, we're working out. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to this one. Um, do not watch the second coming to America. Also, it's <laughs> yeah, very confusing. The titles are annoying and confusing because now both films are called Coming to America, even though one of them is a sequel, and they thought they'd been clever for putting the number two in the middle. That should tell you everything you need to know about how dumb this film is. Um, yeah. Watch the first yeah, one. Just call it Coming Back to America. Yeah. Okay, or, or, or Coming to Zamunda. Oh, yeah. That just makes more good. sense, doesn't it? Given the, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> fucking another thing they should have fucking done. Anyway, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you on the next one. Like I said, we've got some cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll let you know if any of these are worth watching or whether you should avoid them. Um, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll see for ourselves. We'll go there so you don't have to. Um, and that means Tom <laughs> yeah. will watch the Cider Cut in all its glory. Mm. Can you see how excited he is about it? Glory. We live in a society, Glory. Tom. Ugh. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>it's on prime in yeah it's very pretty oh yeah it's, I've, I've said it before it's the most expensive screensaver ever made hmm